the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. On a roll. Lamp ball hammered down the line. Did he keep it fair? He did! A line drive over. And he watched it roar out of the ballpark. It's 1-0 St. Louis. Fly ball center. Wayno is throw seven. Popped him up. Edmund is out. Adam Wainwright, welcome to the 200 win club. First of all, my wife, Jenny, I love you. My kiddos, I love y'all so much. But I love this city. I love being a St. Louis Cardinal, and I love that I got to play my whole career here. Thank y'all so much for embracing me. I love you. Welcome back to the opening drive. Brooke Grimsley here alongside Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis and Matthew Rocchio. No Randy Carricker today. He will be back tomorrow. And that beautiful moment there is finally when Adam Wainwright, Cardinals legend Adam Wainwright, picked up career win number 200. We go to the celebrity line now to talk to Cardinals broadcaster Mike Claiborne. Claibs, what a beautiful moment that was last night. And I loved how you handled the postgame comments with Wayno, where you handed over the mic to him. Just walk us through that. Well, you know, um, well, first of all, thank you. Um, it was it was it was all spur of the moment. There was no script or anything. I just felt like, you know, a lot of times, you know, we do all the asking, and they don't have a chance to really talk. So maybe they have something on their mind they'd like to share. And I thought that was the right time to do it. And you know, I think everybody appreciated what he had to say, and it was a good night. It, you know, because this is a high water mark for for the team this year. Uh, you'd have to go back to the years when McGuire was hitting home runs and we weren't going to the playoffs. Um, you know, that's that's kind of what it reminded me of last night, you know, because we won't have anything else to celebrate. I mean, not, nothing else is going on. So um, enjoy it while you can. Claves, <laughs> I was saying that that felt like a, a playoff moment. Like it, the, yeah. the, the, the environment last night felt like a playoff moment. You had a 1-0 lead. You had a starting pitcher going into the seventh inning and your bullpen was able to close it out. That's how this should work. Are we going to be able yeah. to figure that out for 2024? Well, we know we'll be talking about twenty-five sooner than we like it. Uh, you know what, Kerry? It was some. It was somewhere between a no-hitter and a game seven. Mm-hmm. The, the atmosphere last night. I mean, and they played their asses off last night behind us. I mean, you know, Contreras hit the home run, but if you talk about some outstanding defense on the infield last night. Uh, it, it was. It was just. You could just tell everybody turned it up a tick, and and uh, the commitment last night was something that. He came away appreciating. Clays, can we talk about Wilson Contreras? He's the one that hit the solo home run. He's the one that caught the game, uh, you know, caught the game and, and was help, there to help Adam get his 200th win. Just what this season has been for him and really what that moment meant for him because you could tell he was a little bit choked up behind it. Choked up was an understatement, Kerry. Um, before Wayno came out, um, 
he was he was balling. He he wouldn't take his mask off. He was balling that so much. Uh, and then when he talked to Jim Hayes, you know, he had to tile himself off and just take a deep breath. And I, I think it just hit him, man. All the things he'd gone through this year, you know, the, the beginning not getting off to a good start and perhaps a potential position change and, you know, the whisper campaign that was going on. And, you know, I think he just felt like he was having his, his ability to contribute this season. And, man, it was a big home run. He's playing in front of his brother. You know, you have that working for you as well. I think the, I think they had the most hits between anybody last night. I think they <laughs> had two, and he, you know, obviously Wilson had the home run. But yeah, I just think it all kind of, you know, culminated at one time, and uh, it just, the emotions really took them over. I know that you've been a part a lot of a part of a lot of big and special moments. Where does this one rank in your own personal favorites? Gosh, that's, that's you know, I was thinking about that last night, and I think. For what I do, um, anytime you can interview somebody on the field when you win a World Series, that's that's first because you're you're, you're talking to so many different people. But I have to go back to last year uh, when Albert hit 700 in L.A. Um, I was the only one to talk to him because it was on an Apple TV and he didn't come back out after the game. And I asked, he was in the hallway and I said, "Hey, can we do this?" He said, "Yeah." And uh, it was, you know, he's he was he was emotional, and I remember that. You know, he kind of kind of hit him too. And I, I look back, and I have a picture. I'm trying to. I think it was Chris Tuno, or no, it was Taka, uh, one of our team photographers, uh, that, that snapped a photo and sent it to me. And that is just he and I just standing there talking. And uh, that that probably is a high water mark for baseball for sure, uh, along with like as I said, being on the field for a World Series win. Uh, Clay, let's switch gears a little bit and go to the Blues. They start training camp this week. What are your expectations for them for this 23-24 season? Well, you know what, Kerry? Um, I just don't know. I mean, we, we, we have a lot of young people uh, mixed in with some veterans that are trying to figure out just who they are. And, um, you know, some of the distractions are gone. You know, we're not worried about who wants to be traded. Uh, we're not worried about who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. I mean, this is a pretty interesting collection of players. Um, and you obviously hope that some of them step up. You know, I mean, you know, Bennington's got to be good. Pareko's got to be better. Um, and Cruz got to be healthy. I mean, they'll, they'll, just to start off. And I think the other issue is, you know, who who who's going to define the role of goal scorer? You know, that's the other thing. So there's a lot of questions to be asking this year's training camp and what do they start on thursday and start playing games yes. on friday i mean it's it, <laughs> yeah i love it i mean it, it, yeah because here's the thing uh hockey players are in pretty good shape well before training camp starts okay that, that's the one collection of athletes uh that i have no worry about when it comes to conditioning because these guys really put a lot of work in i remember one day i'm playing golf with marshall falk and uh the late jay randolph jr and we're talking about toughest athletes. So Fox giving me his reason on why he thinks football players are tougher than anybody. You know, we eliminated other sports right off the top. <laughs> and then, I won't mention them, but there's some sports we're like, ah, I don't think so. So anyway, we're going back and forth on what football players can do compared to what hockey players do as far as, you know, playing through injuries and things of that nature. So this goes on for about two holes. And we get to the third hole, he's about to – off 
and he thinks about it, takes a deep breath. He said, well, they're not tougher than me. How about that? And you know what I said? You know what? You're right. They are tougher than you. You know, before your brethren, I, I couldn't say that, you know, but um, I don't worry about hockey players as far as the, the, the conditioning. Obviously, they want to get the timing right, things of that nature. And, you know, there's nothing like game work. You know, you can do laps all day and all kind of drills, but you have to get out there and get in the game. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun season because we just don't know. Claves, I will give you the answer to who's tougher. I'm not taking a slap shot to the face, so therefore, it's hockey all day. Yeah, man. I'm not laying on the ice and taking a slap shot anywhere. So I'll take on a line linebacker, but I'm not taking on taking on a slap shot. Yeah. Well, you know what? They both they both provide plenty of pop. There they do. Yes. <laughs> well, Claves, just another blues uh, question for you because. They are going to be announcing their captain today, and we will be carrying that press conference later at 11.30. You can check in with BK and Ferrario, but who is your pick for the Blues' next captain? Boy, you know, I, I love the way Braden Shin plays the game. You know, uh, here's a guy that's undersized, and, and he's taking on some guys to right or wrong from, from somebody else. Uh, he's tough. He plays hurt. I mean, he's. I just think he's. He's shown me the ability to be a leader by example. Uh, he would probably be my pick. But you know, again, Brooke, you know, this team has so many question marks about who's who. You know, I don't know who. Who you know, they could be just about anybody. I mean, you know, and and the captain thing, the, the role has changed over the years to me. You know, now the captain. You uh, is a guy who scores the most goals or the most talented guy. Doesn't necessarily make him a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen other teams that have guys. The only reason why he's got to see on because he scores a lot of goals. Doesn't mean he's a great leader, uh, and or he handles the media well. And that and that that has a lot to do with it too. You know, players are more accessible when it comes to talking before and after games, and you know, you want one voice. And a lot of times, especially when you lose. And maybe that's another reason on why they, they select captains. But it, it's changed compared to the guy who was just a hard-out, tough, hard-nosed player who led by example. And he didn't have to be uh, the best player on the team. Claves NFL just finished up week uh, week two, and we've already had two major season-ending injuries. Nick Chubb last night, obviously Aaron Rodgers in week one. What are you seeing from this season, and, and how hard heartbreaking is it to see these guys go down and not even be able to make it to, you know, halfway through the yeah. season? Well, you know what, Kerry, even you take it one step further, for that organization, their season is practically over, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. When you lose your best player because this league does not allow you to be able to have ample substitutes to go in and, and hopefully, you know, fill the void. Now, obviously, there's going to be a guy on the roster, but he's not on the roster because, of, you know, he's on the roster because they don't have to pay him. Right. Um, I, I wish there was some way they could massage that element of the game and make guys more readily available. Now, the next question would be, are there enough good players, you know, to go around? And the answer, I think, might be no. But it's it's tough because, you know, everybody's hinging on Let's face it, Cleveland, Nick Chubb, in my opinion, is one of the three best running backs in the game. Yeah. Okay? You don't believe me, ask anybody who tries to tackle him. Yep. The first time I saw him when he was with Georgia and he got the start, I'm trying to think of who the running back was. Was it Gurley? It might have been. I think it was Gurley. Yeah, it was Gurley who was hurt. And he rolled into and Columbia. Sony Michelle, Missouri. I believe, was there as well. Yeah, they were both. You're right. And he he just steamrolled Missouri that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making everybody pay the price. 
Um, but, you know, going back to the original point, it, it's devastating not only to the team, but to the organization, to the city, and everything else. I mean, the, the trickle-down effect, when you lose your best player, and he is their best player, uh, certainly on offense, uh, it, it's hard to recover. And now, granted, I've seen it turn around. You know, the best example is we had a quarterback go down in training camp or in the exhibition season, and Dick Vermeil found another guy, and all of a sudden he, he comes in, and I think everybody knows how that story turned out. So maybe there's somebody like that. And, you know, you can even say the same thing with the quarterback in San Francisco last year. I mean, he had to come in off the street. He was, a, what, the last guy taken in the draft, and he ends up, you know, leading them down the, chart, down the way. So it can happen. It's just harder. It's just much harder. Claves, Howard, have you talked to Howard? I, I'm sure he's just jumping for joy at how well the Cowboys are playing so far. <laughs> How's he doing? Well, you know what? He's more happy with, he's happy with Mizzou right now. Yeah, he's that's it. The thicker kicker came yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, he, he is, he's, he's probably gloating right now. Between the Cowboys and his Tigers, neither have lost. Uh, he's probably feeling pretty good about life right now. That's good. Well, Clay, we thank you. Know, but it doesn't happen that often when both both of those moon and stars are aligned properly. Uh, so they it, they it, always break your heart. They always do, unfortunately. Those Mizzou Tigers, you know, they yeah, are what they are. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys, we don't expect much from them either. <laughs> Claims, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Are you going to uh, come in sometime? Or you told me you were going to come in before you're uh... – Yeah, I'm going to come. You know, well, after I have this surgery, I'll come in. Okay. Well, we'll be looking forward right. to you. We'll save a seat well, you for know you. What? I might come in next – well, let me see. Let me see how this thing works. I got to find out what time I have to be there. Maybe I'll come in next Tuesday. Well, we'll be hey, looking forward to Hey, after a hip surgery, they want you walking around, moving yeah. Around. It's cold in here yeah, though, Claves. You I gotta walk around, move you know. around. So we agree on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Claves. We'll talk to you next week. All right, you guys take care. Thank you. Thank you.